You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Updates. Joe Galena here with Frankie Cheech, Florio, Pico Sidori producing our show. And uh, if you want to join in, you can give us a call 844 843 6879. Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Uh, any questions you have regarding putting your starting lineup together. And, uh, Frank, we talked about uh, DFS lineup. Uh, want me to let you know what I put together? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So for my quarterback, and, I mean, it's kind of like a work in progress. I actually made some wholesale changes to it yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. But quarterback, I'm going Carlson Palmer against Detroit. I like him. I think it's a good call. Uh-huh. I have him ranked as a top 12 quarterback this week. There you go. And a guy that I really wasn't high on, uh, but... I'm starting to warm up a little bit more on uh, running back Todd Gurley. He's also in my FanDuel lineup right now. Against the Colts. We talked about the Colts. And I think that this guy is going to have a big, big week this, this, uh, against the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey. Nice. I like it. We were actually talking about that uh, yesterday on BFFs, how I have, ranked, I have Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Stewart both ranked inside my top 24 this week. Hmm. Okay. Wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald, on on FanDuel is only sixty four hundred bucks. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's against good, Detroit, pretty I mean, good bargain. A, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm worried about him late in the season, but I think he's going to get out to a big start. He always gets yeah. off to great starts, especially yeah. at this point in his career. We talked about Julio Jones, nice have him in there. Uh, AJ Green, damn, stacking the wide receivers. All go. right, Joe. Uh, Zach Ertz is my tight end. Love it. Uh, you know, kicker, who cares? But Dan Carpenter against the Jets. All right. Uh, and uh, my defense, I, I put the uh, Buffalo Bills in. I was right. thinking the Rams. I have as the Rams. Well. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I actually ha- I have Marcus Mariota going up against the Raiders. I think mm-hmm. that game could be a yep. shootout. Yep. Uh, I have Lev Bell. I have Todd Gurley, just mm-hmm. like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Doug Baldwin. Packers got torched yeah, I, by wide yeah. receivers last year. Yep. I think that game could be a shootout. Yes. I got Crabtree against the Titans because, mm-hmm. you know, looking back at last year, the Titans gave up a ton of production to the second wide receiver in offenses. Plus, Mari Cooper uh, was a little bit banged up this week in and out of practice. Mm-hmm. I have Zay Jones going up against the Jets. Uh, dreadful secondary. He could be the number one guy there this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I actually like him for the entirety of the season. I think mm-hmm. he's going to lead that team in receptions and receiving yards. Uh, and then I have Greg Olson as my tight end, Matt Bryant as my kicker in the Rams defense. There you go. There, there you go. You go. Uh, I think we, uh, we're going to win our respective contests. Yeah, duh. Unless we're in the same one. Then we're going to be first and second, uh, We'll talk about it a little later about that, that contest we talked about. But if you go to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS, you could play uh, put this lineup in, and you could possibly win two tickets to see the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. All right, when we come back, fantasy roulette. Pete, you're going to be the croupier? Croupier. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right, when we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
In 2016, Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galina picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turned fantasy owners into champions, and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at RotoExperts.com. Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount. And we're back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Joe Galina. I'm here with Frankie Cheech. What's up? Stanford. We're at Rocket Rallies in Manhattan. And, uh, hey, you know, if tomorrow, tomorrow's week one Sunday football. If you have nothing to do, come down to uh, Rockin' Rallies. We're on 35th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue. Come watch the games. Got lots of screens around here. They could watch a bunch of games, right? And they could see uh, they could see me. They could come meet you live in me. person. Yeah. Fantasy in the Jesus. Fish bowl, along with the fish. They can repent to you for their fantasy <laughs> sins. Has, we have a fish in the uh, studio. Has he been officially named? We put on the bubbles for him now. If you hear that vibrating. Yeah. I think it's a, is it a it's Siamese fighting fish. Is that the kind of... It's, it's a, it's nice a beta fish. fish. Beta fish, yeah. And I think we've gone with uh, Ted Finn Jr. Uh, all right, I like it. That's you like that? Good. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Finston was in the running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Trout, Paul <laughs> Goldfish. <laughs> but we're going with Ted Finn Jr. Yeah, for now. For now. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, you came up with a pretty cool idea to try to go over some of the games uh, for week one, Sunday, and you know, Monday as well. You got two games on Monday night, remember? Uh, Fantasy Roulette. Yeah, this is kind of like a start-and-sit fantasy roulette uh, where we're actually going to spin an actual roulette wheel with our croupier. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Uh, our croupier, Pete Considori, is going to be spinning the wheel. Whatever game it lands on for week one, uh, we're going to just kind of give you some analysis of the game, maybe one player that has to be in your lineup, one guy that you should be benching based on the matchups there. Uh, so it's pretty much start and sit with each mm-hmm. game, but I just kind of wanted to put a fun, entertaining spin, pun intended, huh. on it. Pretty good. So there you go, Joey. Yeah. Like uh, do we think. have our croupier? Yes, I am here. All right. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to spin that? Uh, is it called the wheel and roulette? Yeah. Right. I guess. Yeah. 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 We'll go with that. All right. Why don't we make it instead of being a croupier? Why don't we turn him into Vanna White? Spin the wheel and then he could turn the letter. <laughs> good spin, Pete. Thank you. Oh, it's a good spin. I've been practicing. <laughs> oh. And we have our answer. The first game we'll be talking about. The Jags and the Texans. The Jags and the Texans. So, Joe Galina, obviously, there are uh, there were two top 20 running backs being drafted uh, this season that are in this game, Leonard Fournette and Lamar Miller, uh, both going up against, you know, pretty tough defenses. I think the Texans, uh, if you want to start there, the sure. Texans are my number one ranked defense mm-hmm. for this week. I think they're going to be playing uh, with a lot of emotion there. It's the first game in Houston uh, after the hurricane. Not mm-hmm. only that, they just have a ton of talent on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. I mean, J.J. Watt, uh, Jadavion Clowney, um, and, and the the Jaguars' offensive line is not good. And you couple that with the fact that Blake Bortles is extremely uh, turnover-prone. Yeah. You could get a lot of sacks in this game. You could get a couple of turnovers uh, and perhaps even a, a defensive touchdown. So uh, the Texans, to no surprise, are my uh, my top 
fantasy defense for week one yeah, here. So the Texans uh, surrendered the fewest average passing yards per game last season. Uh, they gave up the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. So you mentioned J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt back this season. Yep. They have a, uh, The Texans have a very good pass rush. And uh, we know that Blake Bortles can get rattled. And like you said, the, the offensive line isn't isn't uh, the best. So uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking the Texans are gonna. I mean, there's gonna be both teams in a way do have good defenses, right? The Jaguars uh, added corner AJ Boye, yep, former absolutely. Texan. So I mean, this could be a, a fairly low scoring game. You know, maybe yeah. like a 17-14 kind of. Yeah, maybe deal. even like a 13-10 yeah. game. We might only get one touchdown from each side of the ball. But here. it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Lamar Miller. I mean, we've talked about him in the past about how his carries need to be managed. He does better when he doesn't uh, get uh, uh, too many carries, right? Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how Fournette. I mean, uh, we love talking about all these rookie running backs, but uh, be interesting to see what kind of uh, production he has. I mean, he missed a, a few games uh, with a foot injury, but that seems that that was just more precautionary than uh, than anything because he seems to be fully healthy right now. Yeah. So. Uh I like Leonard Fournette a little bit more in this game. I know that he was uh, battling the foot injury during the preseason, uh, but I think that they kind of they're going to try to establish the runner. I think that we could see him get you know fifteen to eighteen touches in this game. I like Leonard Fournette a little bit more than Lamar Miller. Uh, just going back to last year, Lamar Miller was uh, extremely volume dependent, mm-hmm. and you know he wasn't as good as he was in years past on a per touch basis. Uh, and I think the Texans know that. They don't want to necessarily run him into the ground this year, so maybe they give him a little bit less carries. Try and get Deontay Foreman involved. Uh, that's that's why I don't have. Question about Foreman. Do you think yep. that every week he's going to have a role in terms yes. of? Do you think that let's say he's going to get let's say what maybe I seven think, to twelve touches a week? You think? I think that's trying to manage it. Is that too high? I think that's a little ambitious. Okay. I think six to eight is a good range mm-hmm. uh, for week one, and if he starts to be more efficient than a Lamar Miller on a per touch basis, then perhaps this turns into a fifty fifty split. Joe, you know, a couple of months ago we had Jason Braddock on, and he yeah. said Deontay Foreman is the name to pay attention to mm-hmm. here. Uh, that by mid season he could end up being the starting running back on this team right. so that's why I didn't really want much to do with Lamar Miller this year uh, I think he was when he was on the Dolphins and he was uh, obviously very fantasy relevant then he was so good because they limited his touches and I know that sounds weird but it made him more efficient he was fresh for more of the game in that you know 12 to 16 touch kind of role right. so uh, if that ends up being the case for this year I think that's why I soured a little bit on Lamar Miller I like Fournette a little bit better in this game uh, for for the receiving options mm-hmm. I don't love Allen Robinson for all the reasons that we've already mentioned yep. the Texans have a, a great defense uh, but would you start Marcus Lee over Robinson no absolutely not uh, ideally I don't want to start Marquise Lee mm-hmm. in week one I, I kind of want him as a depth piece for now mm-hmm. and then if something happens to Allen Robinson or if we see Marquise take another step forward this year, then in the coming weeks, maybe you get Unless him in the lineup. You've created a team where you drafted in such a way where you wanted Lee to be your flex. You planned on him to be your flex or your wide receiver. That means you're probably stacked yeah. everywhere else. Yeah. That means you probably have great running backs. Yeah. You probably have a great tight end and a great quarterback. And you mentioned Jason Braddock. He was fairly high on Tom Savage, the quarterback for the Texans. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what he could do and how that's going to affect DeAndre Hopkins because yeah, he was, uh, you know... Played by poor quarterback play, but Blake uh, 
uh, Osweiler, right? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we just need a quarterback oh, who, who can get it in the vicinity <laughs> of a Hopkins. Yeah. Just going back to Allen Robinson real quick, I have him as a lower-end wide receiver two this week, high-end wide receiver three. Really don't love the matchup, uh, but if you drafted him, you probably are getting him in there. I have him on one of my teams, for example, and I'm starting him over a Ted Ginn, which might be a little bit surprising, but I still think there's going to be volume there for mm-hmm. Allen Robinson. Yeah. So I'm starting him uh, as my wide receiver two, wide receiver three there. in a standard, I might start Ginn, but in a PPR, I might go uh, Robinson. All right. No? Uh, no, that's that's certainly mm-hmm. fair. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he might get matched up with an A.J. Boye, which will be interesting to see how that goes. But I just think there's going to be a lot of targets for him in this game. Maybe he doesn't score a touchdown like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Might be a low-scoring game, like a 14-10 kind of game or something along those lines. But I think that he will have uh, enough receptions and receiving yards where he can pay off being a solid or, you know, Solid to high-end wide receiver two. Maybe not a wide receiver one for this week one matchup. So you want to go to another game? Uh, Do we have our croupier? Yes, I'm still here. I (laughs) dozed off a bit, but here we go. (laughs) All right, spin that wheel. This thing really goes. You got a powerful spin there, Pete. That's a good one. You been working out? A little bit. The Eagles versus the Redskins, Joe Galina. Interesting, interesting. This uh, this could be a uh, a shootout here. Carson Wentz and the uh, the new revamped Eagles offense going up against Kirk Cousins. You know who did not look very good during the preseason. You know maybe all this uh, this controversy about him getting the franchise tag is he the long long term option? Maybe it's kind of weighing on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. People haven't really mentioned the fact that Sean McVay has left this team, so the offense did not look very good in the preseason. And a guy in Jamison Crowder, who is a little bit banged up, hip. Uh, yep. He has he was battling a hip injury that he suffered during practice. Says he's uh, going to start week, though, but says that he is going to play. I have him in that wide receiver three range right now. Not sure if he's completely one hundred percent. Took but, him out of my DFS lineup too, because just because you know if you if you have an opportunity to take play a fully healthy player instead of one who might have like an underlying yeah. nagging injury, you might want to do it. So we'll start up there, Joe. Yeah. Jameson Crowder, start or sit this week. If you have him on your team, say you have Ted Ginn on the bench. Mm-hmm. Who are you starting, Ted Ginn or Jameson Crowder in week one? Wow. Um, you know, I, I might go I might go Ginn. All right. I'm definitely, because, I'm definitely not just like asking for a friend or something. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have that exact scenario. What, what were you pl- thinking about doing? I have Ted Ginn in the lineup right now. But, you know, I was obviously, I'm very high on Jameson Crowder for this season. Uh, but the hip injury, I, that's a tough injury because yeah, then, if you get tackled wrong throughout yeah. the game, you could see him leave yeah, maybe. He start for the a, game and then he's gone. Yeah. yeah. He'd get banged and up there. Eagles, uh, though, the Eagles did give up the fifth most fantasy points. To wide receivers, so they, we'll talk more about this on, on the other side. But anything to help out a friend, yeah. yeah. All right, that's we'll why I right, got you, Joey. <laughs> we'll be right back with more start sits, fantasy roulette on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, rocking you for the weekend fantasy update. Joe Galina, Frankie Cheat Stanford. You can follow Frank at Roto underscore Frank. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Galina, J O E G A L L I N A. Pete Considori uh, serving as our producer and croupier. Joe, did you know what that song was? She's my cherry pie. You're my cherry pie, Joe. <laughs> you always know to, just what to say. Make me feel good. <laughs> really, it's adorable, guys. <laughs> All right. Eagles and Redskins. Okay. we got to jump back All in right, here, yeah, Joe. Let's jump in. We'll try to get to as many games as yeah. we can. So We were uh, talking about Jamison Crowder. Yeah. And throughout the break, moved him down in my rankings a little bit to reflect what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So I have him ranked as wide receiver 34, just behind Adam Thielen, Ted Ginn, John Brown, and Richard Matthews. Under circumstances in this matchup, I'd start him without even question. But you brought up a good point. He has a little bit of a hip issue, takes a hit the wrong way. He could be out for the game. He could start the game and then just you know be out after uh, you know taking a bad hit or whatnot. Do you, do you think that's a fair ranking of Jameson Crowder, having Richard Matthews, John Brown, Ted Ginn, and Adam Thielen ahead of him? All this, of those guys yeah. have great matchups. Yeah. Uh, aside from Ted Ginn, who just has a great quarterback this mm-hmm. week, and every week in Drew Brees, uh, Thielen has a great matchup against the Saints. Mm-hmm. John Brown uh, against the Detroit Lions. I love this week. I think he could score one, maybe even two touchdowns. Richard Matthews up against the Raiders. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. So there you go. We have Jameson Crowder as a, a middling wide receiver yeah. three because there's a chance that if he gets hit in that hit the wrong way, he could leave that game. So, I mean, you're going to start Kirk Cousins, right? No doubt. But, I mean, he has had some success against Not the necessarily, though. No? Not necessarily because I've gotten a lot of questions this week where, you know, people drafted their quarterback later on and they took two, like, middle-of-the-pack yeah, quarterbacks. Of course. It depends on, on your line. If you, yes. if you ended up with, like, a Mariota and a Kirk Cousins, I'd go with Mariota this week, just because I think that game against the Raiders is going to end up being a shootout. But in most circumstances... Cousins has had some pretty good success against the Eagles. Uh, 12 TDs, 3 interceptions uh, against them. Uh, Last four games uh, against them is pretty good, right? I mean, um, so, I mean, look, you brought up a good point. He had a Poor preseason. Look, he, he's dealing with a whole bunch of new rece- you know, receivers, right? Yeah, he is. So, so he's losing uh, Deshaun Jackson, losing Pierre Garçon. Uh, Jordan Reed spent his usual time on uh, dealing with an injury this preseason. So, uh, um, Rob Kelly, any love for him? Uh, I have him just outside my top 24 at wide rece- uh, at running back uh, because of the bye weeks. If you have to get him in as your RB2 or as a flex in standard, I don't mind it because as much as we like P. Ryan maybe getting involved later on in the year, this is Rob Kelly's job for now mm-hmm. in a very potent offense. So I can see him scoring a touchdown this week. Uh, I feel like we should mention Terrell Pryor too. Sure. Obviously a slam dunk. Yes. I have him inside my top 12 this week at wide receiver. I know the Eagles went out and made some trades for, wide re- uh, for cornerbacks. They, mm-hmm. they went out 
out and got Ronald Darby from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but, you know, talking to Michael Flurry, obviously, you know, he watches the Buffalo Bills much more intently than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said Ronald Darby is not your prototypical shutdown corner. So, mm-hmm. you know, people shouldn't go out there fearing, you know, don't put Terrell Pryor in your lineup thinking, oh, well, they traded for Ronald Dar- Darby. He's this great shutdown corner. That's not necessarily the case. Don't overthink it. You're not yeah. going to sit Terrell Pryor, right? Yeah. Pryor's in there. Yeah. Uh, Rob Kelly as a low-end RB2, mm-hmm. as a flex this week. Jordan Reed, obviously, in there. Kirk Cousins, you read off the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposite side of the ball. I mean, Carson Wentz, this is a... I, I know that Josh Norman is on the other side of the ball here, but I think this shapes up for a pretty good matchup for Carson Wentz, too. There could be a lot of points scored in this game, Joe. Yep. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey... And he connected pretty pretty well in that. Scored set. a touchdown yeah. in the preseason with you Carson saw Wentz exactly on the field. What you wanted to see out of that, right? Uh, Torrey Smith, a sneaky big time player as well, wide receiver. Um, hey, you know who I think is going to have a big game this week? And I told you I started him in my DFS lineup. Is Zach Ertz a big season overall? <laughs> yeah. I drafted him everywhere. Joe uh, Washington gave up the sixth most fantasy points per game and second most receptions to tight ends last season. So, um, And also, if you think about it, Alshon Jeffrey, I, I think he's going to have a good game, but he may be shadowed uh, by uh, Josh Norman. I mean, you're still going to start Alshon Jeffrey, but it might lead to more targets uh, going Zach Ertz's way. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Zach Ertz finally gets the opportunity to roam over the middle field uh, and do his thing. You know what sucks most about this matchup, Joe, is that the Redskins got torched by running backs last year, but there's not really one on the Philadelphia Eagles side of the ball that you want to start. Even in a standard league, I don't feel good about starting LeGarrette Blunt in Mm -hmm. this matchup. Uh, If Say you drafted Ajayi and Jaquiz Rogers, and then LeGarrette Blunt was like your third running back. Obviously, you're going to get him in there. Uh, It is a good matchup on paper. Maybe he can score a touchdown, but aside from that, I really don't feel great about starting him this week. Wendell Smallwood is the guy that you want to own long-term here, I think, throughout the course of the season. But I think it's a little too risky to start him this week as well. Yeah, no, This is kind of like, for now, a backfield you want to avoid. And like you said, it's a shame because Washington has been very generous to running backs in the recent past. Joe, do we have our croupier? Croupier! Yeah, I'm yeah, here. Yeah. Hi. All righty. What do we got next? Uh, ready to go? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So what are you guys doing later? Uh, I've got to get a new uh, iPhone. I, I dropped my iPhone. and uh, uh, I, might, I might go to an Verizon Italian again. feast, you know? <laughs> All right. Oh, here we go. Uh, a game that you were just talking about before, Joe. The 49ers versus the Carolina Panthers here. Mm, interesting. And I've seen people ranking Cam Newton very highly this week because it is a good matchup on paper against the San Francisco 49ers who allowed uh, the 2, 4, 6, 8, 10th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So, I mean, they weren't absolutely terrible, but their defense was on the field a lot last year. That's why they got eaten up by quarterbacks. Uh, but Cam Newton's first game back. Yeah, any concerns where, you know, he's been held back a little bit? I mean, he's thrown in practice, but uh, not until later in the preseason, right? Any uh, issues or worries about him with his arm? It's a good matchup on paper, but he's only thrown two passes this preseason. Uh, and there are a lot of quarterbacks with good matchups where if you paired him with one of those guys, Kirk Cousins, I'd start over him. Derek Carr, I would start over him. Big Ben, I would start over him. Mariota, and even Carson Palmer, who gets the Detroit Lions mm-hmm, in Week mm-hmm. 1. I still have Cam Newton as a back-end QB1 for this week, but if you have some other options uh, that you drafted with him because you were worried about the injury risk, mm-hmm. I might go with one of those guys with a better matchup 
obviously we love both running backs here. Uh, even if McCaffrey is just getting twelve to uh, ten to 13, 14 touches in this game, mm-hmm. he is so electric that he can score from anywhere on the field. I don't care that he's just being used within the twenties. Uh, if he's not being used on goal lines, because he can legitimately score from anywhere on the field, especially against this forty nine Deaners uh, defense that got eaten up by running backs one year ago. And I also like Jonathan Stewart. I think both of these guys can score a touchdown in week one. I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Stewart goes out there and scores two touchdowns, Joe. Yeah, very possible. Uh, 49ers, though. Pierre Garçon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I know the Panthers' secondary got better in the second half of the year, but we can't just ignore what happened in the first right. half of the year where they just absolutely uh, got destroyed by opposing wide receivers. And overall, six most fantasy points to wide receivers. Game flow wise, yeah. the 49ers are probably going to be playing from behind in this game, yep. which bodes well for a Pierre Garcon. I like him as a uh, as a wide receiver too this week. I have him in that range around uh, Allen Robinson, uh, Golden Tate, Devontae Adams. I have him just ahead of all three of those guys, so I do like the matchup here. Um, and Carlos Hyde, obviously, you drafted him as your RB two. Don't overthink the matchup. I get that the Panthers have a good front. Um, they have good linebackers, good defensive line, uh, but he's still the workhorse running back here. We've seen that throughout the preseason. He is the workhorse guy. All this talk about Tim Hightower, uh, Joe Williams. Joe Williams is on the IR, and Tim Hightower is on the unemployment line. <laughs> so uh, this is Carlos Hyde's job. I have him as a low-end RB2 this week because of the matchup, but he's still ranked that highly because he's going to get a lot of volume in this I game. I still would recommend, though, uh, if you do own Hyde and you have room on your roster, Matt Breeder, Matt Breeder, six point nine yards per carry in his college career. This guy's no joke. Yeah. And you know, uh, Hyde has tended to miss you know a couple of games every season. So, uh, Matt Breeder. Yep. Uh, what about um, Kelvin Benjamin in this game, Joe? The 49ers gave up the, the – their defense was just atrocious. Mm-hmm. And, and it should get better because they used a lot of draft picks on defensive players. I get that. But they gave up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers as well. So we like Kelvin Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Greg Olson's probably going to still do his thing. I think Greg Olson might take the biggest hit in this offense season-long-wise because of McCaffrey being there and them Mm kind of just throwing shorter routes to him and maybe getting Curtis Samuel involved. Uh, But I still do like... I like Kelvin Benjamin as a wide receiver, too, this week. He has really impressed me this preseason. You know, the rumors that he came into camp out of shape. But every time I saw him on film, he looked lean and uh, looked like he was going after the ball. Uh, Caught a couple of touchdown passes in the preseason. Looked really good. Looked a lot better. Uh, I was really down on him coming into the season, but I I like him this week. If Cam Newton throws one touchdown, I think it goes to Kelvin Benjamin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I like him there. Uh, So I think that covers all the bases, all the guys that we're starting. We didn't really get to anyone that we're benching yet. So I think we probably got to find someone, Mm. right, Joey? Yeah, probably when we come back. Um, How about... Since we've got a couple seconds, yeah. Curtis Samuel. I mean, I don't think you're going to start him. No, this absolutely week, not. But he's someone that could eventually have a, a fairly significant role. I mean, he, he's a kind of a dynamic guy. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of these guys that's like a Swiss Army knife type player. Mm-hmm. Might be better for the. Uh, the Carolina Panthers from an NFL real life perspective mm-hmm. more so than a fantasy. Because do you think he's more has more fantasy value than a Funchess? Um, 
Like maybe, eventually. Maybe, maybe in not, a PPR not, yeah. uh, standard, Funch is probably still going to score some touchdowns this year. Such a big target that he's going to get used in the red zone in that role. But they drafted Curtis Samuel for a reason. There's a lot of ways they could get creative with him. Uh, he has some experience at the running back position as well, so they can run some end-around plays. They could get creative. They could do some wildcat stuff mm-hmm. with you know uh, Christian McCaffrey and him on the field at the same time. So... I think that he's going to be better for the Panthers overall um, and keeping defenses uh, on their heels because they just don't know how they're going to use them. Mm -hmm. But on a week-to-week basis, you never know what you're going to get out of him. I don't think he'll ever be a consistent option. So for fantasy, probably not going to be using Curtis Samuel much. All right. Well, when we come back, more fantasy roulette. We're trying to pick uh, some players that maybe you should avoid in week one. We'll be right back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at fntsy.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend. Fantasy Update, Joe Galena here with Frankie Cheech, Stample, and Pete Considori producing our show, acting as croupier as well. And I just want to take a quick uh, moment to remind you to uh, log in to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is teaming up with DKMS and Fantasy Draft in the fight against blood cancer. Uh, so if you're looking for a way to combine your love of fantasy football and also help out a great cause, just log into rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS. You could make a donation. You could uh, register as a blood marrow donor or you could just learn about the disease and kind of uh, help spread the word. Uh, and uh, this is big because if you log in to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS, you could follow a link that's going to take you to a free daily fantasy football contest with Fantasy Draft. And you could enter each week. And the best part is that the winner of each of the first 16 weeks of the NFL season are going to be entered into a final contest in Week 17 with the winner winning two tickets to Super Bowl 52. That's February 4th, 2018. Don't make any plans because you have a chance of watching the Super Bowl live at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You're in there, Frank? I'm in. All right, good. When I get home, I'm going to take that lineup that I told you and I'm going to put it in this... It sounds like a good idea, Joey. I'm going to go to Super Bowl. Maybe you should take my lineup. You think? Yeah. Why not? (laughs) So uh, we were going through some of the games. Uh, Do we want to uh, talk about maybe some players that we're looking to sit? Or should we continue to be on the positive side? Uh, I think that we should let our croupier decide. Croupier, are we, uh, are we firing up the wheel or no? We could. Uh, if you want to talk about some bench players, mm-hmm. I have a little time here. I could, I could wait around for you. Mm. Okay. Why don't you get me a, uh, a Johnny Black on the rocks, and we'll get back to hey, you. Hey, yo, no hey. <laughs> 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 
Damn, he had that ready. <laughs> All right, so let's just, just talk about a couple of uh, players that we might sit, and then uh, we're going to get back to our uh, our fantasy roulette. So quarterbacks for me, uh, I mean, I'm not crazy about Dak Prescott this week, this matchup against Giants. Uh, we give him a pass for week one last year, but in his second um, – game against the uh, Giants. He was also fairly ineffective. So uh, I'm not crazy about Phillip Rivers uh, against the Denver Broncos, Matthew Stafford against the Arizona Cardinals, and of course, Blake Bortles. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on Dak Prescott and Phillip Rivers. I have Dak at QB 17 this week uh, and Rivers at 20. So uh, some guys I would start over Rivers if you're in a pinch and you want to add these guys. I have Sam Bradford ahead of him uh, and then ahead of Dak as well. If you want to pick up one of these guys, Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. in his lone game against the Jets last year, he threw for like 300 yards, three mm-hmm. touchdowns, had 20 rushing yards as well. He finishes a top five QB that week. So, And let me just mention Tyrod Taylor, maybe even a, a Brian Hoyer that we talked about. Yep. Because, look, in two quarterback leagues with the Bucks dolphins game being postponed, some of you may have, uh, you know, had Jake Cutler in your lineup in two quarterback leagues. So uh, maybe if you're looking for someone, maybe like you said, a Tyrod Taylor, Brian Hoyer. Yep. Uh, And then also ahead of Dak Prescott, I would start Andy Dalton in that matchup against the Ravens. Uh, And Carson Wentz, a guy that we just spoke about Mm -hmm. a a little bit earlier uh, in that game that could end up being a shootout against the the Redskins. So I like all those guys ahead of Dak Prescott this week. I'm I'm right there with you, Joe. Gotcha. What do you think about... uh, I have Amir Abdullah as a guy that I'm avoiding. Yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough, too, because I think based on volume, he's still kind of a low-end RB2, high-end RB3 this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, They keep talking up how they want to feature him. He looked pretty good in that third preseason game. Uh, Totaled, I believe it was 99 yards, so he was right there uh, at the 100-yard mark. They just want to get him involved more this year, and this looks like one of the seasons where he's finally healthy as well. Uh, So I don't love the matchup at all. The Cardinals are very stingy against running backs, but I still have him there as a low-end RB2 high-end RB3. I think the only way you could bench him, honestly, Joe, is if, if you're loaded at running back and yeah. you ended up drafted a lot of those guys early on, because he was like a fifth, sixth-round pick. Mm-hmm. So uh, you might not have a better guy than him this week. I agree. If you have someone better, uh, like a Jonathan Stewart, I mm-hmm. would start over him this week, a Bilal Powell against the Bills, uh, but then there's not much more. Like Terrence West, I'm not starting a guy like that. I just think Abdullah is more talented. I'm mm-hmm. not going to start a Rob Kelly over him, uh, a Frank Gore, and then we get into like the Joe Mixons and all those other situations. So I don't love it, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are probably still going to have to have to have him in their lineup, Joe. Another couple of running backs I'm not crazy about this week, Ty Montgomery. I mean, Seahawks, number one defense against the run last season. And Marshawn Lynch, I mean, I've been high on him, higher than most, but I I like his matchup next week against the Jets a lot better than this weekend's uh, matchup against the Titans, who uh, gave up 88 yards uh, on on the ground last season. Yeah, Uh, they allowed the third fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs last year, just behind the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, wide receiver, I know you're not going to sit him, but I think Des Bryant's in trouble against the Giants. Uh, in each of his last two games against the Giants last season, uh, caught one pass. So I know he was a little banged up, but uh, and Giants defense allowed fifth fewest average fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, we talked about Allen Robinson uh, and 
let's see, a, a tight end that I'm, I'm not really crazy about this week is Eric Ebron. First of all, I don't think That's a good call. That's yeah. a great call. I, I don't think he's uh, very healthy. Uh, you know, he's not playing. Surprise, surprise, Joe. <laughs> Eric Ebron isn't healthy. We could go but, throw a party. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Lions gave up two touchdowns to tight ends. I think it might have just been one. Season. Was it one? Okay. Check it out uh, right here. Whatever. It, it's a, it's it was a two. Matchup. It was yeah. two. But yeah, it was the fewest. Yeah. It was the fewest in the NFL. By far. Yeah. The Cardinals only allowed two touchdowns to opposing tight ends last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm with you. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to get Eric Ebron. I will throw another name out there sure. out at tight end who I don't want to start in week one is Jack Doyle, who mm-hmm. I had ranked as a top 12 tight end when I thought maybe Andrew Luck could, uh, could play. But now that we have Andrew Luck out, and we know that for sure, Scott Tolzien... I really want to avoid this entire Colts offense. Like I have T.Y. Hilton ranked in the, the 30s at wide receiver this week, so right. I ha- there's a ton of guys that I would start over him. Uh, so I want to avoid the Colts receiving game. Uh, if you're if you drafted a Jack Doyle or an Eric Ebron, I like Charles Clay this week against the Jets. The mm-hmm. Jets struggle against tight ends. I mean, the Jets are going to <laughs> they're going to struggle against everyone. I mean, yeah. that's they drafted two safeties. They obviously drafted one very high in the first round in Jamal Adams, and then they drafted Marcus May in the second round. Uh, but they're still rookies. Like we haven't seen them play yet. So uh, I think you could still take advantage of that matchup there. I like Charles Clay, Kobe Fleener, a guy we men- mentioned much earlier in the show, going up against the Vikings. If those corners on the outside are trying to stop Michael Thomas, trying mm-hmm. to stop Ted Ginn, it could leave some free roam for Kobe Fleener over the middle of the field. So I have both of those guys ranked inside my top 12. I would start both of them over Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle this week. Right. And Hunter Henry. I'm not starting Hunter Henry against the Broncos defense either. Not only does he have to go up against a terrible, uh, a, a, a great defense. I, you know, I, I was going to say terrible matchup, yes. but... He's going up against a great defense, and he has to compete with his own teammate in Antonio Gates for mm-hmm. red zone targets. Right. You know, if Hunter Henry is not scoring a touchdown, then he's not going to be a tight end one this week, and I think that's probably not going to happen. So that's why I have those other guys ranked ahead of him. Gotcha. So uh, want to run through maybe some some games just real quick. I mean, uh, and see how many we can get through. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we should we roulette it or should we just? You know, pull names out of a hat. Maybe just pull names out of a hat. All right. Are you firing me? You're fired. You're fired. Did you get, where's my Johnny Black? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pete, we're up here waiting, man. <laughs> About that. Um, I, I got lost. I don't know where I am. Please send help. You probably drank my Johnny Black. Don't know where you are. You're in a drunken stupor. <laughs> no, that's not it. Joe, I know you watch wrestling. Uh, yeah. Pete, I think, used to watch wrestling or watches the big events. Um, so you, you might know this from somewhere. You're fired. <laughs> It's an old uh, bagels and baseball segment, actually, if we, if we want to throw it back there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick, Joe. Raiders and Titans. Uh, we mentioned Rashard mm-hmm, Matthews mm-hmm. a little bit earlier in the show. I do not want to start Corey Davis or Eric Decker this week. Decker already a little bit banged up. Corey Davis might be on a snap count. Didn't get much work in in the preseason. And I think Rashard Matthews is the wide receiver you want in your lineup as a low-end wide receiver three or a flex uh, he's very cheap in DFS as well, so I will mention that. I think he's a guy that you can look at. Um, Delaney Walker, the mm-hmm. Raiders, typically get killed by tight ends every single year. Right. Uh, and he already has a built-up rapport with Marcus Mariota. Yep. So I like Delaney Walker. I like Rashard Matthews in this uh, matchup. I don't love DeMarco Murray because we haven't seen much of him in the preseason. He's still like a low-end RB1 this week, high-end RB2. Uh, but the guys I like were the ones I just mentioned in the receiving game. And I love Marcus Mariota. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Mariota that he hasn't been. You uh, are starting him in your DFS lineup. Uh, the thing I look for in this uh, matchup too is you mentioned Cooper might be a little bit banged up. So I mean, 
I'm hoping that maybe this is the season that he takes the the, the leap forward. Yeah, you know? he's still in your lineup regardless. Yeah. Like if he's yeah. on the field, you invested a second round pick in fantasy on him. He's going to be in your lineup. Michael Crabtree, mm-hmm. I also mentioned as a guy that I love. The Titans got killed by second wide receiver mm-hmm. options just one year ago. So Michael Crabtree, a guy that I like. I have Derek Carr as a low end QB one this week, but I think there are a few other guys with good matchups. I'd probably start over him, like a Carson Palmer, a Kirk Cousins, if you have. And look, uh, move forward, uh, Ravens Bengals, right? I mean. What What's going to happen in that backfield? I mean, who's going don't to be- start any of them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joe Mixon is a low end flex for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not even an RB two this week. The Ravens are very potent against the the, the run game, uh, and we just don't know how, how many touches he's going to get. It's going to be interesting to watch. This is going to be like a a watch weekend when it comes to the Bengals' uh, uh, backfield. But I mean, Jeremy Hill, don't sleep on him. I mean, he's. Nine, eleven, nine. Those are his touchdown totals over the past three seasons. So he knows his way in the end zone. Yeah, he did get hurt in that third preseason game, which was the last one that he played in. So that was something that we were monitoring. That if he was hurt coming into this game, maybe Joe Mixon can see a bigger workload. I will mention that the Bengals said just yesterday or this week that they're going to use a hot hand approach. Mm-hmm. It won't be long until Mixon yes. is getting the will workload be that hot here. Hand. Yes, but it's not in week one. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Frankie, Cheech, Stanford, Pete doing a great job today. Final segment. And I uh, just want to let you know uh, that uh, following us, Fan Rag, Al Melchior, stay tuned. Great show. And let's try to get through uh, some more matchups. Uh, All right, Joey. Yeah. Real quick, rapid fire. Uh-huh. Lions versus Cardinals. Lions, Cardinals. So, uh, is there anyone that sticks out to you? I mean, we kind of talked about. Look, I, I don't like Ebron. I, 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 I like uh, Carlson Palmer. I like Larry Fitzgerald. You like John Brown yep. from the uh, I, li- I like uh, John the Cardinals Brown uh, a, receivers. A mid or uh, wide receiver three this week. Should should people start David Johnson? Uh. You mean the one on the Steelers, like the backup <laughs> yeah, tight end one? Yeah. No. <laughs> David Johnson, yeah, obvious slam yeah. dunk. Larry Fitzgerald, top 15 wide mm-hmm. receiver for me this week. Uh, Lions got killed by wide receivers one year ago. I will Golden say this. Golden Tate, you're going to start too? I mean, look, I mean, if I you drafted think, him, you have to. I, I don't think he's going to have a great day. But I don't think Patrick Peterson follow, follows mm-hmm. him around. Mm-hmm. I, I think because they move Tate all over the field so much, they work him inside, they work him outside. I don't think Patrick Peterson's going to follow him. Mm-hmm. If anyone, uh, I think if anyone who's going to see him a lot on the outside, it's going to be Marvin Jones. Marvin mm-hmm. Jones is a player that I'm avoiding this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. If you're really, really stuck at tight end in a deep league, Jermaine Gresham, uh, the Lions gave up the third most fantasy points to tight ends last year and 10 total touchdowns. All right. You have another one? Seahawks versus Packers. 
Seahawks, Packers. Uh, loving uh, the Seahawks receivers against the soft Packers secondary. Uh, obviously, you're going to start Doug Baldwin, Paul Peterson, uh, Paul Richardson, uh, wide if, receiver for the Seahawks. I have a buddy of mine who had Deshaun Jackson and Jarvis Landry in his lineup. So mm-hmm. he had to go to his waiver wire where there were slim pickings. If you're in a similar situation... I like Paul Richardson this week. Yep, yep. Packers got killed by wide receivers one year ago. And also interested to see if uh, Jimmy Graham is even more efficient this year, a year away from uh, having uh, his injury uh, two seasons ago. Spoke a little bit about the uh, Seattle Seahawks running back situation earlier. Um, (laughs) If he can. If if Thomas Rawls is out, Mm -hmm. I think Eddie Lacy becomes a low-end RBC2 Mm -hmm. or or a flex option this week. If Thomas Rawls plays, I want nothing to do with any of them. Ty Montgomery still an RB2 in flex this week. Even if he can't run the ball, I think they kind of throw it to him as an extension of the run game a lot in this game. Don't be scared of Jordy Nelson versus Sherman. Right. Uh, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams I, I would yep. start him. I you got to start all these guys. Randall Cobb. Yeah. I mean... I think Randall Cobb is sneaky because mm-hmm. if there's anywhere where the Seahawks are susceptible, it's over the middle of the field. Okay. So I will say I think Randall Cobb is a sneaky, sneaky low-end wide receiver. He's going to be guy to watch also this season, see if he could bounce back. But what Joe, do you have next? Yes. Cowboys versus Giants, Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. So, I mean, the big issue is will Odell Beckham Jr. start? Um, yeah, you know, like we said, he could be a decoy. Uh, um I'm curious also, Paul Perkins. I don't know what to do with him. That's a good That's a good yeah. one right there. I was going to rattle off some names mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. These are five guys that I have ranked ahead of Paul Perkins this week. Rob mm-hmm. Kelly, LeGarrette Blunt, Frank Gore, Joe Mixon, Adrian Peterson. Is that about, fair? I don't know about LeGarrette Blunt because it's so tough, right? Yeah. Uh, it's only because of the matchup that yeah. I have LeGarrette Blunt, Blunt right. ranked higher than a Paul Perkins. Right. Because the Redskins, you know, did give up a lot of uh, a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns to opposing running backs just one year ago. The guys I have right behind him, this mm-hmm. is in standard: Tevin Coleman, Danny Woodhead, Derrick Henry, Matt Forte. I think this is going to be a close scoring game. It always is when the Giants and Cowboys play. I mean, yeah. they know each other so well. That's you know. Yep, the Giants' offensive line is not great. I don't think Paul Perkins scored the touchdown, but maybe get 60 to 70 total yards in this game. All right. Frank, good working with you. Good job, Pete Considori. Thanks for listening to us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update.